Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I mean, what on earth is going on? Because basically, as SmackDown was going on, what felt like half of the NXT roster was getting released. And you just sat there looking around with this perplexed feeling deep down in your tum-tum. None of it makes any sense, especially because some of these people were in active storylines. I just do not get it. And I know every time this happens, some idiot always goes, oh, it's just business, they're allowed to do what they want. Of course they're allowed to do what they want, but we can also be shocked and we can also be saddened. Can we remember that professional wrestlers are also human beings? Nobody wants to lose their job. However, it is a hell of a talented bunch and I'm sure they will land on their feet. But like I stay, it still makes me very upset. But life does roll on, as does ups and downs, though it has kind of taken the wind out of my sails. How the hell am I gonna go on the water later? But hello, my name is Simon Miller. Welcome to the show. Smackdown, it's done. Was it good, was it bad? I don't know, well I do know. Anyway, you're about to figure it out. Let's up those downs for Smackdown, don't worry. We'll run the intro. I will pump myself back up with enthusiasm and we will smash it. Okay, yes, moving on from all of that, SmackDown did start very nicely. Because if you end your previous show with a swerve bomb, it's always good to start your next show with the explanation. So everybody, welcome Sasha Banks. I will say, I would like it if the commentators sold it like she had done something bad seven days ago. But no, instead, Michael Cole was like, oh man, look cool, it's Sasha Banks, boss time, boss time. Aren't we meant to think that she is now an asshole. She had the usual reasons for beating up Bianca Belair. She wants her spotlight back. She wants her title back. And she just doesn't really like Bianca Belair. Obviously, Bianca Belair was backstage and she heard this. So around about halfway through, she just started coming to the ring. And honestly, this happens in every single wrestling promotion. So I think the area where the entranceway is, right before you come out in front of the fans, we are going to have to build some kind of a gate. So when a wrestler does try to get through, it's like, oh, no, I can't. There's a gate. Bianca reminded Sasha that it was she who wanted the WrestleMania match, and now it's she who's probably looking for relevancy. And then finish it off by going, what are you going to do when I beat you again? Take another four months off? 
and I thought that was a really good line. Also, Bianca's character is just getting better week in, week out. Here she had all the swagger and the attitude. She is going to be a star. She already is. All this was actually pretty good, but you know the deal. WWE then has to go WWE because we had another interruption. Why hasn't somebody built that gate? And it was Zelina Vega. And she basically went on a mic and said, I've heard all this, but nope. Because of course, how she sees it. Last week, Bianca Belair accepted her challenge. So now we have to see it through. This is a little bit like a kid being upset because on Wednesday, the parents said, oh, you can have McDonald's at the weekend. And you get to the weekend and you get KFC instead. Sometimes plans change. Blair was then general manager and she started to say, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Selena Vega, I'm going to take on you later. And then Sasha Banks, I'm going to take you on at SummerSlam. And while this did make her come across like a badass, it's also utter gibberish. I mean, I was like, well, maybe I should come out there. I'll go round the gate and I'll be all like, uh, well, I actually bumped into Bianca Blair on Thursday. And I said, oh, Bianca, can I have a title shot? And she did indeed say yes. So I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to have to get one too. So sometimes this stuff just needs a little bit more story. But Sasha Banks was brilliant here. Bianca Blair was super duper brilliant. And I did enjoy myself. So it's going to get up. Rey Mysterio then ruined his son. Because he looked at Dominic and went, you are an idiot for accepting this challenge against Jey Uso. And also, look, while I did appreciate you helping me last week, I didn't need your assistance, boy. Don't remember you're only here because of my semen. He didn't say that bit. YouTube, I'm sorry. All of this kind of felt like eventually Ray is going to turn on Dominic, and I cannot see that happening, especially because surely Daddy Mysterio should be embracing life, given that in 2020, he almost lost an eye. But then Dommy was also firing back. He's like, Dad, I know, man, I'm going to listen to you. But when I do have my match in a second, I also don't need your help. Like, you two are a tag team, the definition of helping each other out. We then got into this match, and of course, Dominic lost, and that did make me chuckle a little bit. However, I have to say this. Dominic has only been doing live wrestling in front of people, fake people, whatever you want to call it, for the last 12 months. But now, he is just a really good addition to the roster. So, uh, it sounds patronizing. But a round of applause for him. He is doing so damn well. And even if Ray isn't proud, I'll be proud instead. He certainly does need a win soon, because it does feel like he loses a lot. Although, in the early going here, he was flying around until Jay Uso was like, well, I can stop that. And he punched him right in the face. But even then, we still got that weird, slippy, slidey, sunset flip bomb into the barricade. Honestly, that is never going to get old. Timmy Uso then tried to interfere because he's an asshole and referees are bad at their jobs. But Don was having none of it and he was able to hit the 619. And just as he started to climb the rope, Jim tried to get involved again. At this point, Ray was like, no, I'm not having it. I'm going to kick you in the ass. Sadly, this was too much for the younger Mysterio because it was like somebody had asked him a really difficult equation as he stood on the top rope because he was like, oh no, things are going on outside of the ring. So by the time he did jump, instead he just got super kicked right in the face. Jay gave him the splash. One, two, three. He was done. Although I will say this, it was very fun. Up. Absolutely counts as a distraction finish because Dominic Mysterio was distraction. So you ready for this? Bring down the board. <laughs> it's 89. I thought we may creep over 100 in like November, December. We're probably going to smash through it before SummerSlam. 89 distraction finishes <laughs> in WWE. Really, it's not that funny at all. Quick interview with Edge next. He said he didn't appreciate being hit by a camera last week, courtesy of Seth Rollins. So in a few minutes, he's going to march to the ring and he's going to call Seth Rollins out. 
I was like, yep, sounds like a plan and sounds like wrestling. I was then quite excited too because we were going to have the follow-up with Shinsuke Nakamura because do not forget, last week he had pinned Apollo Crews. I was like, oh man, maybe we're going to start an intercontinental title feud. And all this was great because I mean, Rick Booze out here playing Nakamura's theme. And then we had the match. It didn't go two minutes and it ended... In a disqualification. It's also just so lame too. Like Nakamura hit the Kinsasha and he was about to get the one, two, three where General Aziz or Commander Aziz, whatever the hell his rank is, pulled him out of the ring. So the referee went, well, I got no choice. It's a disqualification. I sat there really, really annoyed because I'm a nerd. This was a number one contenders match too. So here are the two things we're going to do. Either one, we're just going to abandon this now, which seems like a terrible plan. Or two, we're just going to do it again because WWE is obsessed with rematches. So all of this has got to get it down. It was not the way to go. And also we have to bring back another counter, the disqualification board, which is up to 44. I mean, he's got nothing on distractions, but it is still way too high. Paul Heyman chat followed. He essentially thinks that John Cena is a dirty, sneaky little thief for getting his way into the SummerSlam main event. And he's not entirely wrong. And then he called the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Tampa Bay Schmuckaneers. Because, of course, this SmackDown was in Tampa. Boo. The best bit was, after he was done here, he ran into Big E, who just caressed the money in the bank briefcase while laughing his head off. And in this moment, I realized all I need in life now going forward is a few things. I need oxygen so I don't die. I need food so I don't die. And I need Big E to successfully cash in his briefcase. Thank you very much, please. I'm also totally confused about what show Tamina is actually on. Like, she probably is a SmackDown superstar, but she's been over both on so many occasions when she walked out here. I was like, is this breaking the brand split? I don't even know. I'm just going to go with it. She was taking on Tiga Knox here, and I do want to give WWE some credit, because, of course, we were meant to be having the big tag team match between Shotzi and Knox, but we're not able to because Natalia got injured, so at least we're keeping it, ticking it along. Sometimes they just burn plans, and this is some plans I don't want to be burned. The problem was, is that I don't think it even went 120 seconds. I mean, maybe it went 122. And furthermore, have a guess how it finished. I'll give you a couple of seconds. That's right, with a flipping distraction. However, if you are a professional wrestler and you plan to distract another professional wrestler, this is actually a pretty good way to do it. Because Shotzi was in her tank, she fired a projectile, and Tamina, what's that hey nobody Mina, was so surprised by this, she did forget about the match. But I would do that too if somebody was firing heavy machinery. I'd be like, look, I don't really care about this match right now. What are you doing? Of course, it meant that Knox used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, to pin Tamina. And look, this is a stretch. I understand that. But I was genuinely scared that Knox would lose. She didn't. She has to get victories. So I am giving it up, but I agree with you. That one, <laughs> that's really weak. But still, the board is back. There it is. Distractions are up to 90, which again is absolutely ludicrous. But also we have to ask the question, was Tamina Mina? And she lost here, which means she wasn't. Or Tamina, nah. <laughs> Really sorry. We've then just had a bunch of utter stupidness. Like, does WWE forget that they're writing the show? Or does a pigeon just fly with a piece of paper and they go, oh, well, this is what the pigeon said. We better go with this. Because we were in the back with Zelina Vega, fresh off the Street Fighter tournament, and she was having a conversation with Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville about whether or not she was going to take on Bianca Belair later. And they were going, well, we don't think it can be for the title because we've got to promote it more, so maybe you could have a match. And really, you have to prove yourself, even though Vega has won the Street Fighter tournament many, 
many times. And by the end of it, I was like, well, are they fighting or are they not fighting? I had absolutely no clue. Where's that pigeon? This all felt like somebody had accidentally filmed an office meeting. And I think it did end with Sonia going, oh man, you've got to go out there and you've got to prove yourself. But I wasn't actually sure at the time. And you should never be confused watching television unless that's the point, but it wasn't down. Edge was then great. He's also super over now, which makes it even more better. It feels like you're looking at a star and he's getting up. All I care about with this too is that thankfully we are focusing on everything that happened between Edge and Seth Rollins back in 2014. And if you've forgotten, that's when Edge wasn't allowed to do anything because he had a broken neck. But when he did come back to WWE just to have a little bit of a good time, Seth grabbed him and said, I am going to break this man's skull unless everybody gives me what I want. So of course you wouldn't forget that. In fact, you'd be really mad and you'd want some revenge. Cue the feud. Rollins then appeared via satellite, although it was very clear he was just sat backstage. So that made me chuckle when the rated R superstar laid down the gauntlet for SummerSlam. But because Seth is a professional wrestler, he was like, look, I have to think about it for a little while. And that was probably because at the time he was more thinking about the fact he was dressed like your auntie's award-winning rosebush. As ever, it only takes one comment to push these people's buttons. So Ed just went, I get why you don't want to do it. It's because you're nothing more than Edge Light. And Seth Rollins couldn't handle this. It is like somebody had just ripped his heart out of his body and chucked it down the toilet. It was like, how dare you call me Edge Light? I will not stand for this. So you damn right. It's on at SummerSlam. I honestly do think this could be amazing though. Like Edge versus Seth Rollins in many realms is a dream match. Plus it's kind of the old versus the new. So you can color me excited. It may very well steal the show. Good for Finn Balor too. Because he was conducting an interview with Kayla Braxton here. And he was just so fired up. He was like, I tell you the people I don't like right now. I don't like Roman Reigns. I don't like Baron Corbin. And also, no, I don't particularly like John Cena. Because all of these people came together to take away my universal title shot. And while the old Finn Balor from a few years ago would have let it go. I am not letting this go. And in fact, everybody is now on notice. And I was like, hot damn Finn, you tell him. He's going to sort out his problems with Baron Corbin later because they are going to be in the main event. And more of this guy, please. He killed it. Was there one of those situations where I just don't know? Because it was the returning Street Profits taking on Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. And they did have a good match. And I was sports entertained. But did we need to do this? And was there any justification for doing it? The answer is no. But yeah, good up. It didn't get that long either, like most matches on this card. Of course, Montez Ford was the guy to get beaten up, because he's always the guy to get beaten up, until he hit hot tag to Angelo Dawkins, who ran wild wrestling stereotypes. He eventually hit Ziggles with the spine buster as well, and then Montez Ford did that terrific, beautiful, wonderful frog splash, and he got the one, two, three. And look, the fans were enjoying it. Everybody had smiles on their faces. I have no idea what the plan going forward is for the Dirty Dogs. But hey, you could say that about a lot of people in WWE. Although once again, it's not funny. They really should have a plan. It was then actually Bianca Belair versus Alina Vega. And I just started to laugh because I had genuinely no idea if it was coming or not. Although I do want to say, where is Tony Storm and where is Liv Morgan? Like not every single person has to be on the show every week. But we had something with both of them and then poof, they vanished. Although look, fair play to Bianca and Vega. This was a perfectly fine, enjoyable match. The idea here, of course, was that if Zelina did win, she would finally put herself into a championship match. 
So this was just a number one contender bout, but by another name. And halfway through, what did we get? But the deal, but deal. That's not Sasha Banks' music at all. But she was here because, again, nobody has built this gate. I really think somebody should take me up on this gate idea because you will stop this from happening. She also tried to distract Bianca Belair, but Bianca Belair is a really good baby face, so she was having none of it. So after some pretty good moves, including when Bianca got Zelina Vega and just kind of hurled her into the barricade, that looked horrible. She hit the KOD, she got the three, and everybody was cheering because, again, she's a really good, good guy. Paul Heyman then told Roman Reigns, oh, Roman, you may be interested in the fact that Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor is next. Roman was like, yes, I am interested. I was like, thanks, Roman. Appreciate seeing you. This was really good timing as well because it was next. And guess how long it went? That's right, two minutes. I will say this though, I actually thought it was really well done because Finn Balor basically murdered Baron Corbin. Like Baron came to the ring, oh, I'm so sad, I don't want to do this. I'm really sorry about what happened last week, but it was like, I don't give a crap about your apologies. And he chucked him around the place. He hit the coup de gras and he beat him for the one, two, three. And I was like, well, hot damn, I didn't see that coming. And Balor absolutely needed something like this because everybody screwed him over seven days ago. But when it comes to Baron Corbin, I really do hope WWE see what they have here. Start making him a bad guy and slowly start to build on this sympathy because he plays this character so damn well. And every time I see him, my heart bleeds just a little bit. I can tell he's having a bad time, even though he's not, and it's a storyline. So we got to use this as a long-term angle to turn him into a baby face. Don't let me down. Given what did happen though, I'm definitely giving it an up because Finn Balor then got on the microphone and once again, he's just so pissed off. He was like, hey, John Cena, hey, Roman Reigns, I'm stood here right now. Why doesn't one of you come out here? Because I want to beat you up. So if you ever thought that Finn Balor was a bit of a pushover, well, you got to throw that out the window now. He is absolutely great. So we better be planning to do Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor after SummerSlam. And of course, eventually, I think some Someone must have told Roman, oh my gosh, somebody sat ringside at a table, but they're not in a chair. So out came the tribal chief and he was really, really mad. A lot of fans were, of course, chanting for John Cena. And while that wasn't ideal, John Cena's just on another plane now. So it's always going to happen. And after they had a little bit of a tete for tete, do you know what Finn did? As soon as Reigns turned his back on him, like, man, I don't need to care about you. He shoved him out the ring. This was a very good night for the Irishman. Of course, as soon as this did happen, Jay and Jimmy Uso were back and they were just kicking the crap out of Finn Balor. But even then, he was able to fight back against them and he was standing tall. And it wasn't until Roman Reigns was in there and it was a three-on-one attack that he couldn't get up anymore. But I was a bit like, wait a minute, where are Finn Balor's friends? Where's John Cena? He never turned up. But more importantly, where are the Mysterios? I know they're here this evening. They had a match all but 90 minutes ago. I just have to say this, they are not very nice people. There was also this moment before Reigns did get involved when Finn Balor did this crazy dive over the top rope and almost tombstoned himself into the floor. But yes, all this did end with the guillotine. Finn Balor passed out. Roman Reigns and his damn crew stand tall again. John Cena was around too because he participated in the dark match, which doesn't actually matter because when it comes to the story, it's all about what happens on TV. But I would have loved it if he had run out here to try and help Finn Balor and then Finn had booted him right in the end. Whatever though, this was a really good angle. Fans hated Roman. And if we are actually going to push Finn Balor properly, then I am a pleased pup. So it's getting it up. Which brought us to the end of SmackDown. And there was a lot of weird angles on this show, which we have already gone through. But ultimately, when your headline stuff is smashing out of the park, which I do believe this is, 
You can't even get away with murder, so it's getting it up. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.